Looking for coffee that can finally give you the flavor and experience you have been missing? Then your next coffee order should be from cstatecoffee.com. C-State Coffee is premium, hand-selected, highest-grade available coffee that is roasted on order, delivered fresh to you. And right now, you can take 20% off your order by using the code GRIND20. That's G-R-I-N-D and the number 20 for 20% off your C-State Coffee order. Head over to cstatecoffee.com so you can enjoy the smoothest and most caffeinated coffee available. Start your day off right with C-State Coffee. This week on the Route 16 Grind, in the outdoor update, we will address the elephant in the room this week, social media and the impact on outdoor activities. From the field, we're going to talk about what we've been up to and share a story or two. In the rock, mud, and dirt, it's Tacozilla. In Go Adventure, Adrenaline Vans joins us. Then we wrap up the show with a cup of joe. Route 16 Grind, episode 40. Tacos and Adrenaline, woo! Welcome to the Route 1 Six Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup, sit back, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to the Route 16 Grind. This is Brian, your host. I'm so glad to be back here, and hopefully I'm back every week that I can possibly be, as long as my busy life doesn't get busier. I'm really happy to start putting these back out again. Really excited. Got the holidays here. Hopefully everyone's in good cheer. I know I am uh, putting ornaments on a tree. Night. A little, little, <laughs> yeah, we're a little delayed this year. Um, we on vacation for a little bit. Finally got the tree out. Now tonight we're going to put up ornaments and then we just do that wait game. Wait for Santa. Hopefully there's a lot of brown, brown Santas out there delivering stuff. Some blue Santas. You know, what is Postal Service? White Santas. So whatever, whatever Santas that bring all your different things. And then the real Santa. I mean, you ready for him? You got that cookie recipe. You got that special milk. I hope you do. Uh, real exciting. And oh, oh my God. What about the elf? So my kids have outgrown the elf. Elf on the shelf. You guys uh, ever done that? That dude's a straight up jerk face. Every year, you know, you had to like figure out how cre- how to get creative and stuff. You're like, oh, Lord. But anyways, I don't miss that guy. Our, ours was Elvis. And then he also had a buddy reindeer. God, what was his name? Shoot, I don't even remember. Jerk face, maybe. <laughs> anyways, hey, we're going to have a good show for you today. And whatever you're doing, um, I'm hoping you're going to really get some good stuff out of it. Really trying to bring some new things in and get you guys thinking and expose you to things that maybe not normally get on other podcasts. So I really hope you enjoy the show. The Outdoor Update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. Trust Tuffy Security Products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy Security Products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. All right, welcome to the Outdoor Update. And this week we're going to talk about social media and the impact it has right now on just outdoor activities. 
Now, the motivator for this was an essay that uh, Matt Brunella, his brother Steve, meat eater, you know him, um, he put out an essay last week that said, uh, the, basically the title was, Unfollowing Hunter Social Media Will Make Hunting Better. Now, I'm not going to break down this article. I'm not going to give you necessarily my whole opinion. I'm just going to talk about what social media impact is because I think there's a middle ground here between the article and, and what he's trying to say. I think there's some good motivators. But anyways, I'm going to get kind of to it. Um Social media can be good. It can be bad. Uh, how we use it and, and influences the activity that we're doing, whether it's hiking, fishing, hunting, we do overlanding, your, whatever you're doing, whatever it may be, out on public land, private property, uh, you're associating generally with other people that enjoy that activity, right? So a lot, you know, one of the challenges is you want to put stuff out there and social media, it, it sometimes turns into you know, the, Hey, get me attention. And then it turns to influencer that really, it's not even about the activity anymore. It's really about them and whatever their look is. It's not even about the sport, um, or the activity, whatever it may be. And I think that is one of the challenges is how do you utilize the social media and digest it in a way that keeps things positive. First off, for, I can't control what other people do. Cannot. I can sit there and have an opinion on it. I can sit there and, and say, well, I wouldn't do that and everything. I can criticize it. I can be one of those angry keyboarders and be like, oh, you suck. I try not to do that. I mean, we all fall victim. I'm not going to sit here and lie yet. There's some times where I just, okay, I'm going to throw some, you know, some uh, keys of hate out there. <laughs> hate probably isn't the right word, but anyways, you, you know, you all been there. Don't lie. I just think you can only control what you do, period. And that's it. That is literally it. Um, and then what you want to bring, is it really, is your social media really about you or is it really about the activity? If you want to come out and you want to celebrate the activity, like, you know, if you like off-roading, like a lot of people, a lot of Jeepers, obviously I'm a Jeeper, like put stuff out there, put some videos. We'd like to, you know, a little bit of trash talk in, we'd like to, you know, try and inspire, uh, but sometimes it really goes negative and I don't care what activity you're talking about. It gets really negative. People criticizing what tires, you know, you know, the stupid light bars, you know, lockers before light bars. I mean, that is just ridiculous. You know what? You're, that's not your rig period. It's not yours. So who do you to criticize it? it? You're not there to wheel it. So shut up. Anyways, going on to other activities like with hunting, you know, that not everyone, not everyone's into hunting. All right. But then again, no one should dictate to you. You know, you shouldn't be doing that or, you know, that's horrible or, you know, whatever story they want to bring up. You know what? Don't follow them. That's how easy this is. If you see something you don't enjoy and you know what? They're not doing anything that is out of the norm. That's legal. I mean, they're just going out and enjoying things with maybe themselves, them family, friends. Who are you to criticize that? Who are you to criticize it? Just don't follow them. And then, you know, getting to the, the meat of it in the sense that, you know, I, I think there was a good one where I was reading an old art, Mediator article uh, before the show talking about how, you know, talking about fishing, especially, you know, people go out, they fish, they catch a fish, right? And then they post it on social media and say, hey, anybody know what kind of fish this is? But this fish is dying, all right? Um, they're obviously not going to harvest this fish. They're just like, hey, I caught this cool fish and, and you know, take a picture of it and, and all that. Well, why can't you take a quick picture of it and then release it back in if you're not going not gonna to harvest it? Then the other aspect of it is if you don't even know what the fish is, how can you know whether you're even harvesting that or catching that fish legally? Like if you caught it and you're like, you don't even know what it is, um, there are some fish that you can't catch and, you know, 
You can, there's some fish that are in season. You can't, you, they're season fish. So you can only fish them at certain periods of the year. Um, and no different than when you go out on, you know, land mammals and stuff like that. There's only certain seasons yet you're able to hunt deer, elk, whatever it may be. Um, if you're not sure what it is, you know, take a picture, throw it back in and maybe put it on social media that way and, and discuss that. You know, maybe you shouldn't even be in those waters. You're just out there throwing poles. I think that's kind of the aspect of it. And then I think the big conflict with it is, was when you get with the whole influencer uh, culture, if you will. And there are some great influencers out there. Some that I follow, I think they're real positive for the sport. Uh, you enjoy what they bring to the table. They kind of keep it entertaining and they, you know, they bring their own, you know, spice, if you will. But then there's others where you're looking at it and you know, it has nothing to do with the sport, nothing to do with the activity. You know, hey, look at my new Jeep, but 90% of the picture is you and the way that you're posing for, you know, that actual image. And you get all these likes and everything else and get all these wonderful comments about how great you look and everything else. And I'm not a hater with that. Hey, that's you. Hey, that's cool. Whatever. I'm probably not going to follow you, though, because if I'm interested in you, I probably would follow it. But if I'm interested into the activity, you're probably not going to be an influencer of me because I'm looking at the setup. I'm looking at where you go. I'm looking at, you know, how you group people together. What are things that you're doing to elevate the, the, the activity? What are the things that I could learn? Hey, maybe I wasn't doing something right. Maybe I've been doing it wrong this whole time. And that's one of the great things about social media. And no one can deny that. Like, Anytime you can't got into an issue of like working on your rig, where's the first place you go? And don't lie, it's YouTube. You go to YouTube. Now, YouTube lies. It absolutely lies. You got to check it. But it's a good place to start to do a little bit of research. And then you go on to, you know, whatever, you know, search engine you want to go on to. And, and then you just kind of take it from there. Um, then there's some of us are old school. We go out and buy books and we'll get the book and we'll have that for reference because I like paper in my hand and be able to reference those things. But, you know, with social media, I, you know, I'm just going to go back full circle here. It really just comes down to you. You can only control you and what you do and what you put out there and what you follow. And that's it. That is it. So for any of us to try and worry what other people are doing, I think it's just not going to be a good thing. So in summary, just try and be an example. Try and be a good example to the activity, to sport, do the right things, understand the rules. If you don't know, ask, learn them, apply them. That's that's it. That's really it at the end of the day. Uh, we can go back and forth and arguing with opinions and all that, but really it comes down to you control you and be the best you that you can be and be a great ambassador for the activities you enjoy outside. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. When you hear the calls, you now have a report from the field. So what has Brian been up to? I'll be honest with you. I have not been up to a lot of hunting this deer season, and it hurts nobody more than me. I've been really busy. But, you know, I, I have gotten out there a few times, so I'm going to roll it back, though. 
as you guys are very aware, my son and I both enjoy dove season and we did get out there for dove season. Uh, we had, we went to a new spot this year and, uh, went to the, back to the sand Hills game land. Uh, we went to another dove field inside the sand Hills game land. And if, if you guys aren't aware with that in here in North Carolina, it's in, you know, close to where I live at and there's a bunch of different fields within it. And some's on one side of highway one, the others on the other side. So we went on a different side of highway one, found a field over there and it was great. It was so wonderful, a little bit smaller than the field we did last year, but we had a blast. We had a blast, really enjoy that. We both look forward to it. And my son really enjoys hunting uh, doves. He enjoys hunting Turkey. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. He does not like sitting at a deer stand. Absolutely doesn't. And I, I'm kind of there with him. I don't really, for, for you guys are hardcore deer stand people. I'm, I, I think for me, I really would love to live in a place where I could do more stalking, if you will. And I, well, anyway, so I'm just going over a lot of place, but Hey, that's what I do here. It's my podcast, do what I want. Right. Anyways, we did get some harvest, some dove. Uh, those things are still sitting in the freezer. Probably need to go ahead and get those things going. Uh, but we, we had an enjoyable day. So we went back out. One thing I want to share with you. So we went back out on like, uh, I think a week later, uh, from the opening weekend. And we went, I was said, you know, let's go try an afternoon to see how it is. There was like one deer, uh, no, not deer dove that we saw one dove the whole time but it was so cool to be out there we're the only ones out there so that should have told us right off the bat it's probably in a good deal but we never experienced it in the afternoon um i know that you know close to sunset and, and all that so we had a great field it was just that uh you know maybe conditions i don't know too much about dove hunting i just started like recently the last couple of years and i probably should read up more on it but it was really enjoyable to spend that time with him and that's really what I enjoy about it. You know, I really do. And those things are such sky ninjas. They are amazing. Like they are all about just maneuvering. It's so funny. We, my son and I crack up so hard when you look at a, a dove, you know, coming from, so let's just say the left side of the field. And there's probably easily, you know, 40, 50 hunters between the left side, all the way to the right side. And this thing's just flying through and every one of those hunters to include my son and I totally misses this thing. And we're just like survivor. And it's, it's just interesting. Like, you know, for us, we, we just, uh, enjoy it for a lot of different reasons. Um, now deer hunting. So I'm fortunate that I actually, uh, I have access to Fort Bragg. I have not been able to get on Fort Bragg this season. Just, I'll be honest, it's my calendar. I'm just really busy this year. Uh, so I haven't been able to get on there. So I have nothing to talk about. I've done zero stocking out there. Um, I've seen some great harvests for those of you all listening to podcasts out of Fort Bragg. And hopefully you guys are one of those hunters. Uh, there's been some really beautiful harvests uh, this year on Fort Bragg. But, you know, I'm fortunate I, I'm a part of a lease with a, a, a group of gentlemen. And they do they do a phenomenal job. I will tell you, they put, and I can't, I've been busy. I haven't really, I've done barely, I put corn in feeders and I've done a couple of things, put paint on trees kind of stuff. These guys were busting their ass before deer season. And they made a bunch of food plots, cleared up a bunch of areas. I mean, just amazing from what it was before to what, and every year, they do this. They find ways to make improvements and they're constantly managing that property. And we do a uh, quality deer management out there at that property. So, you know, you know, my main primary, you know, the person that I work with out there, he had 
two amazing buck harvests. And I tell you, I couldn't be more happier for him. Um, he has just done an amazing job. His heart is that place. Like it, it, it's like, it goes back to when his, his childhood, he's been hunting that property and he had two amazing buck harvests and I couldn't be more happy for the person that, that did it. And I'm pretty sure the other guys that, that are in with this lease, uh, couldn't feel the same way. I didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, I missed my chance. I, when I, as soon as I, I saw the first harvest, I thought it was main. When I saw a second one, I mean, I'm I'm just so so proud of him, and I'll just tell you he puts the work in, uh, constantly out there, constantly looking at things, and he understands uh, that particular you know piece of ground, and that he knows about the deer, how the bed down, um, he understands you know a lot of things. Like he made he he made a good comment to me. I went out there. I think the first cold spell that we had out here, I was like, hey man, cold things, cold fronts coming in is going to be probably probably pretty good. He's like, hey, I've been hunting that long enough to know that that has nothing to do with anything. And there's there's all this, you know, you may agree or disagree with that, whatever. But I will tell you this, this man has some two beautiful uh, bucks and hopefully uh, they will go to mount because I'm pretty sure they're an amazing memory uh, for him. And, uh, you know, I, I respect the respect him so much and uh, what he does because he applies every year what he has known, what he has learned, and he constantly trying to get better. And he's very patient, and he's also looking to transfer his knowledge to others like myself. Um, get, who just recently got back and hunting just a few years ago, remember? You know, so I, I, I'm just telling you, if you guys are thinking about getting on a lease, I will tell you this it, it doesn't matter unless you put some work in. You really got to do some management out there. Um, you can definitely see the results of the work that this team has done to put together a piece of property specifically to create lanes, create, you know, ground places on the ground that you can, you know, set up at. There's already preset ones, put out feeders. Like there is so much management on this property and, and I'm, I'm so fortunate to be associated with them and to learn so much from it. Just a short period of time. Um, I only know what I know and, you know, this, this has just been a great education, just been a great experience so yeah, if you get on a lease, uh, hopefully uh, you can bring your contributions to it. And if you're one of those more experienced hunters, make sure to transfer that knowledge. Uh, it's a great thing because what I learned from them, I can share with my son, and he's going to be able to hopefully one day share with his kids, his son, his daughter, uh, whoever he takes out to enjoy that activity with. He's going to be able to transfer that too. So I just want to talk a little bit about that, what I've been up to. So I'm hoping, hoping, fingers crossed. By the end of the year, probably that last week of December-ish, you know, we're probably right after Christmas to get in the stand and see if I can, uh, you know, get one, put some meat in the freezer. Uh, my son and I, I'm really thinking about we might go and do a deer pig hunt uh, on the coast. Uh, I got a couple of places. Uh, the, the one that we generally go to, uh, I got to find out if they have an opening. I still got to do some legwork on that. But that's kind of like the goal, hopefully clear out the season. Then we're going to transfer to squirrel, and hopefully hopefully I have a little bit more successful squirrel season. I will tell you this. If you have a squirrel dog and you are in my area and you're going squirrel hunt, please invite me because I'm telling you it is a night and day difference, squirrel hunting, if you have a squirrel dog or not. And I really would love to, and I'm a person, I'm just going to throw this out there. I really, I don't, I enjoy the peace and quiet of hunting. I enjoy that, but I, I'm willing to throw it out the window to go have a really good, successful squirrel hunt this year or next year, I should say. So anyways, I, I hope you guys are out there having a, a good, successful, uh, you know, deer season, uh, whatever that season may entail. 
If you got some good harvest, whatever. Oh, my friend, our friend, I should say, Shane Hazel. Uh, you see that beautiful buck? If you not, go back on there. Follow him on on there. He was on here. Uh, gosh, not that well a few episodes ago. But yeah, if you guys been listening to Route One Six Grind, you know I got kind of a couple things what's going on with him. But uh, yeah, he uh, he did a great harvest, and I, I'm so proud of him and his boys and and the property that he's been working out in Georgia. So, hey, you got to put the work in. You want a good harvest, you got to put the work in. If you're hunting on public land, you got to you have to scout. You have to scout. You got to spend a lot of time scouting, a lot of prepping. You know what? What's cool though is those notes they carry over for the following year too because I tell you what, my turkey notes, they're on point. My turkey, I've done a lot of turkey scouting on the lease that I'm on, and I've done a lot of turkey scouting on public land, and those notes are as good year after year. So I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing from you. Uh, tell me about what you've been doing out there, and maybe we can share it here on the Route 16 Grind. We'd like to feature your success and your outdoor adventure, so shoot the picks over to us with a brief story. Route16.com and select contact. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. Take your rig to the next level with the Nexon Rodian MTX, featuring an aggressive tire design that's extremely versatile for on- and off-road driving. Each tire boasts a dual sidewall design that allows you to customize the look of the tire on your rig. The Nexon Rodian MTX might have rugged traits. But thanks to its patented tread block design, road noise is minimized. Nexon's innovative technology, state-of-the-art manufacturing, and award-winning designs have ensured Nexon is not an industry secret anymore. When you need performance on the road and the trail, choose Nexon. Welcome to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt, sponsored by Nexon Tire. This is a segment where I talk about people, brands, products, and events from the off-road world. This week, we're going to talk about the rig that was a hit of the 2021 SEMA show, Tacozilla. Now, if you Google, hit Google Tacozilla, all this, all sorts of stuff comes up. Um, mainly the Toyota rig, that was a concept rig, uh, kind of like an answer to like RVing in a way, overlanding. You might also get t-shirts with like taco monsters on them too. So just be warned. And you know what? You might end up buying one of those. Anyways, back to Tacozilla. So this is a Toyota platform based on a Toyota Tacoma TRD Sport Pickup. And it was actually a design in tribute to the Toyota Chinook RV. So back in the 70s when there's a huge gas crisis and stuff, these were, you know, kind of like micro RVs that, that was designed, the Toyota Chinooks. And it had pretty decent gas mileage. It had just enough power to move that big old thing. But when you look at the color scheme and how it was designed, it really is kind of a throwback to the Toyota Chinook. But with the Tacozilla, it comes with a 3.5 liter V6, 275 pounds of horsepower, 265 pounds of torque paired with six-speed manual gearbox. Uh, it also has a two-inch suspension lift, TRD bullet uh, upper control arms, and the bodywork is actually done by a place in Texas called Complete Customs. The wheels are the General Tire Grabber X3 all-terrain tires, uh, tires, and it also comes with a rigid light bar, integrated winch, and air intake of, to round out the exteriors. One thing that's kind of cool, too, this thing comes really set up. You're talking full kitchen, refrigerator, stove, sink. Um, there and the there's also like a 3D printer dining table that transforms into a back piece of wall art when you're not using it. And far as uh you know sleeping space is all in the cab. Um, there was a ton of work that was done in this vehicle. It's absolutely you know 100% custom. 
Uh, it can, you know, the cool thing about the sleeping area, it can sleep someone up to six feet tall uh, or someone six foot tall can actually walk in there as well. So it's not something you got to crunch down uh, in there. So if you're above six feet, I don't know. I don't know the actual dimension of that is or the the height, if, but if you're six foot or below, I think you'll be okay. Um, there was uh, just a lot of customization that was done in this and, you know, you can't really buy one. So it's a custom vehicle. But it's kind of cool. It's kind of showing everything that you're kind of looking at. It's totally sealed. Um, you know, it's teak sauna style flooring. Uh, it has a full bathroom, a hot water shower. I mean, it is just set up. So, you know, I think it's kind of cool. I love that Toyota is doing that. I, I would love to see vehicles like that to kind of hit the road. Uh, one of the people that we're going to have talking tonight, you know, kind of different concept with the things that they support. But talking about the Tacozilla, I mean, I think it's super cool. I think it's really neat that he did a throwback. They can see where people are, you know, looking for kind of that all-inclusive. There are a lot of people out there that just kind of, this is what they do. Uh, it's not even waiting till you know, I've worked, you know, 20, 30 years of my life. I retire, and then I can go just travel around and do the RV thing or maybe be snowbirds, whatever the case, you know. No, this is people right now, you know, millennials, younger people going out and, and adventuring and a platform like this would be really cool to see out there on the road and see out there on the trail. I mean, not all the trails. I, I wouldn't, there's some trails I wouldn't take this up on, but I think you get what I'm saying there. It'd be really cool. Definitely get out and about all inclusive. Uh, I mean, I think Toya did a phenomenal job with this. I, I think it's really cool. I, I can't say that enough. And I hope to see other uh, car manufacturers look to do something similar and see what they're thinking about. I just love the fact that you can see the auto industry understanding the market is looking to get out there, get outside, get outdoors, um, and be comfortable. I, I'm telling you, I've lived in some of the worst places on the world, and I have, you know, absolutely, you know, been in, you know, permanent camping for a while with, you know, not the best equipment. I'm good. I, I got I got the experience. I got the t-shirt. If I can be a little bit comfortable, now I don't. I'm not one of these people that go out and buy all the creature comfort items. I just I have a I have a line right there. But I think as I get older, uh, those creature comforts going to start creeping in to uh, my uh, my life, if you will. In fact, I have this project. I think I might have mentioned a couple of podcasts ago. But anyways, I have this project, and I'm I can't talk about it yet because I don't know if it's if it's going to happen in a sense. It has to do with my wife's car. So I'm hoping that, you know, one day that she'll say, you know what? Hey, I want to get a new car. I'm like, cool. All right. And I'm going to take her old car and I'm going to use that. I'm going to start doing stuff with it. Have a have just all sorts of little projects in my head that I want to do and, and kind of make that my adventure wagon, if you will. I'm not going to tell you the platform, all that. If you know me, you know what it is probably. If you know me and my wife and all that. But I'm not going to mention it because I don't I want anyone to steal my idea. <laughs> Yeah, I, whatever. But anyways, I, I think it's really cool that uh, this stuff's out there. It was neat that this was one of the big highlights of the SEMA show this year, especially with SEMA show last year because of COVID, nothing coming together. And then it came back together this year. And you see a project like this getting really highlighted and discussed. And it just really pushes things, you know. And I think it was just the whole throwback to the Toyota Chinook was really cool. So good job, Toyota. I really appreciate it. Love to see what that thing coming to market. Uh, hopefully it's affordable. That's a big thing. Uh, it's great when you build stuff. But when you put a huge sticker on it, then there's only a limited amount of people that can uh, probably afford that. And, you know, if that's the market, hey, cool. But I would love to see this being something that it can get into the hands of, you know, individuals that, you know, can take their families out and do some great, amazing adventures.
Want to be on a show? Maybe share with us some interesting hunting, fishing, overlanding, wheeling, or adventuring news? Then give us a call on the Route 16 Grind hotline at 919-694-3356, and maybe you will be on our next show. Go Adventure! Welcome to the Go Adventuring segment. This is a segment we celebrate the people, groups, and organizations that bring positive outdoor adventures to you. This week, I talked to Tim from Adrenaline Vans based out of Western Colorado. Tim, welcome to the Route 16 Grind. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. Yeah, man, it's really cool. Hey, I just started following you guys, and I was like, man, I got to have these guys on the show. I went to your website. Uh, you got some pretty interesting uh, gra- background there too. Uh, you like literally said, "Hey, you know what? I need something in my life. I'm going to get up and go." And you went, and did you are truly the spirit of the go adventure and uh, you know what we want to try and bring out here in the podcast. So why don't you go ahead and tell us and my listeners a little bit about what you do? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's, it's funny you said that. Um, I, I don't really half-ass things. So when I decided to start a business, it. it I'd laugh at myself now because I thought, you know, I'll just do this kind of kind of as a hobby or on the side. And, and man, things have really uh, escalated since then, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, I own Adrenaline Vans. Uh, we work on Mercedes Sprinter uh, adventure vans. So we do everything Sprinter performance and aftermarket accessories. So lift kits, suspension upgrades, uh, upgraded turbos, tuning, bumpers, lights, winches, ladders, anything you can put on the outside of these things we do. Um, that's our niche. That's what we do. And we're here in Western Colorado. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're going to take you back a little bit. We want to talk a little bit more about, mm-hmm. you know, how you got there, but essentially mm-hmm. you take these spinners. So I see these things everywhere. Uh, these are like, you know, these are not your minivans. These are like the moms and dads is like, Hey, you know what? That's not going to work for us. Uh, we're, we got maybe a bigger crew or maybe we're just a little bit more active. We need kind of like that simple balance, but you take that sprinter that comes off the lot and you really soup it up. What was the biggest motivator though? You, know, you had a personal journey to get to this point. Right. Yeah. I, I got my first sprinter, I guess it was five years ago now. And I wasn't into the off-roading in on the sprinter necessarily. I was into getting to the trailhead and taking my dirt bikes and my mountain bikes and getting out and exploring on two wheels. That's, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, moto, um, uh, junkie. So getting access and, and having the ease of having everything loaded in the rig and just ready to go at the drop of a hat was great. Um, so that's what got me into the vans. And then, uh, you know, fast forward a few years of having a van and, and then deciding to kind of take a shift and step away from the career that I had been working in and start my own business. Um, I, I got into a little bit more on the, uh, you know, the full on off-road, um, all out performance side of things when it came to these vans. So, uh, I just wanted to do something different than what everybody else was doing out there. And, uh, this was the direction I chose to go with that. Yeah. And you, you're absolutely doing it. These things are, are really cool. So you took something that you personally did yourself. You're like, Hey, I've got this van. I'm going to soup it up. And it just kind of kind of took off. People are like, Hey, that's really good. So what, what started, what, where, where was that jump into actually making this the business where was it just, you know, you're doing a lot of weekend work on, you know, people that kind of knew what your van was, you know, set up as, and they're like, Hey, I want that. And was it just like work that kind of came along or was it like, just, Hey, you know what? I got to do this. This is what I want to do. This is my passion. Right. So, uh, I, I built out my first van specifically to haul motorcycles and be able to camp in and go, go racing, go exploring. And, um, 
and it, it was pretty basic when you compare it to what I've got, uh, what I, what we're building now. But that's where it started, and I met a couple buddies along the way that also did the van life thing. They were they were in vans. They brought their dirt bikes everywhere, and we both kind of shared this passion of like, hey, isn't this the this is just awesome going coming from you know, racing in trucks, uh, you know, for years and having your bikes in the back and out in the elements and stuff like that. So now, Hey, we, we don't have to get hotels anymore. Uh, the bikes in the van, I'm sleeping above the bikes. Like it's just the ultimate rig for, for getting out there on two wheels. So, you know, hanging with these buddies and, and everything, I, I was talking to them and saying, Hey, look, you know, I, I, uh, I think I'm going to make a shift in my career. And, uh, my good buddy, Steve, he, he said, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about starting a business, kind of making some products for these vans, and uh, maybe this would be a good time to kind of put our heads together and, and come up with something. Well, it was just kind of a conversation on the trailhead, really. And then uh, about three weeks later, I just called him up and I said, hey, dude, I just launched an, an LLC. It's called Adrenaline Vans. Do you want to be a part of this? And he was like, hell yeah, I do. So that's how it was born. Um, we kind of had a rough idea of like the direction that we wanted to go with vans. But it's uh, just far exceeded that vision, you know, I mean, tenfold. It's, it's really taken off. So uh, that's kind of how it got started was a shared passion between a couple of friends saying, hey, let's, let's take what we're doing um, personally here and let's, let's put that out there um, for the public. And I think there's a demand for it. And, and um, you know, we've, we've made some ch- changes and, and pivots along the way, but still really kind of trying to stay true to those uh, motorsports roots and really standing out and, and doing something different from everything else you see on the road. When I go on your pages, I'm, you got Facebook, Instagram, your website, all that. When I go on there and I just explore mm-hmm. through there, it's it looks like if I can think it, you guys can do it. That's what it looks like to me. I'm like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I would really like a larger fuel cell. Hey, I would like, you know, some little bit more storage. Hey, I would like a little bit more sleeping space. Whatever it may be, it seems like you sure. guys can do it. Yeah, um, I, I came from a, a machining, welding, and fabrication background. Uh, Steve, my buddy that kind of helped me launch the business, uh, he came from a, a machining background as well and engineering background. So we kind of have this mindset of like, hey, um, there's a problem here or there's an opportunity for a solution. Uh, let's put our heads together and figure it out. And it's, uh, you know, just sort of having that mentality of being able to solve problems and uh, not, not necessarily to solve problems, but think, hey, how can we do this and, and do it better than what everybody else is offering? So, And you just bring that creativity in, out with it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I tell you, there's it's just I'm just looking at these things, and I'll never look at another Sprinter uh, van the same again. And like you know, you're talking about doing some performance upgrades. What are some of the performance upgrades that you all do? I know you mentioned some, but you know, walk us through that. Like when someone says, "Hey, I'm I'm getting a Sprinter van. I want a little bit of a you know a little, a little bit more you know action on the trail, and I, I want a little bit better mm-hmm. pickup." What what are the, what are the options with that? Sure. So uh, the number one biggest seller, the the most common service that we perform on these sprinters is suspension upgrades. Uh, The suspension on the vans from the factory is not bad if you have an empty van. But when you build it out and load it down with gear and fuel and toys and whatever you're going to put in that van, uh, the suspension is uh, very underwhelming. Uh, There's a ton of body sway. 
uh, sagging in the rear. It, it, it's just a problem, and it's a very known problem. So suspension is is far and above the most popular thing that we upgrade to these vans. You know, we give them additional ground clearance, completely improve the rod. We completely replace the rear springs with progressive brake spring packs, upgraded shocks in the rear, additional auxiliary shocks in the front, coilovers in the front. Uh, we widen the vans up, um, and it just dramatically improved the handling. So that's, again, that's the most popular performance upgrade from a handling perspective. And, uh, you know, when it comes to engine performance, we're doing ECU tunes, we're doing oversized turbos, um, high flow intakes, upgraded boost hoses, uh, snorkels, uh, a lot of uh, what what we can do and stay within the letter of the law when it comes to emissions and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, but really opening them up uh, from factory and getting a, a heck of a lot more horsepower out of them. And, and again, you know, the vans feel pretty good when they're empty, but you load them down, it's just a little three-cylinder V6 diesel, and they, they need a little help. So I'll tell you what, the the, I, the work you all do is just amazing from what I can see from the, the internet, if you will. And these things are beastie. Uh, they look like something that absolutely anyone that I, you know, hit the trail with would absolutely enjoy and have fun with. Uh, I know that you just really, I can imagine where someone goes and gets one of these sprinters and they take it to you and their just reaction once you're able to show them all the great work that you did based off of what they gave you for what they wanted. They're probably just like a little kid in a candy shop. They're probably just super excited and you probably get a lot of hugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that's funny um actually the customer we had in uh over the weekend uh we we did some work on his van and uh, kept it an extra day he came and picked it up on saturday but it's funny you say hugs because he walked in with a hat that said hug dealer and he's this huge uh ex-baylor you know uh, football player um and he's like a just this great big teddy bear the nicest guy in the world and he was so stoked you know to we put a roof rack on and a, and a ladder and, and just some other upgrades. We did suspension upgrade for him, bigger wheels and tires. And, and he was yeah, exactly like you said, kid in the candy store, just couldn't be more stoked. So seeing people's reaction is um, definitely uh, one of the, one of the best feelings of the job for sure. And then probably my, my other second favorite thing is when people send us an email or they call us a week later and they say, dude, Thank you. My van feels like a completely different vehicle now. It's night and day in how it handles. You know, I was on the fence about whether I should spend this much money and do the suspension and do the performance upgrades, but it was worth every single penny. Thank you. I mean, that to me, that's the biggest compliment. No doubt, you're get you're helping people to get out there and get their own adventure, extended adventures, and really bring whatever those additional outdoor activities in. To that, like, you know, I, I saw, you know, the, the van, one of the vans you're, you're talking about, the Spurs vans, and it has two motorbikes in the back. And I mean, just all the right. other things. And it just, it just makes sense with all the different things you can do. Like, I have a little pet project I want to do. So I w- I'm just going to spill the beans. This is something that's been going on in my podcast a little bit. So my wife has a uh, Chevy Tahoe. I think it's like a 2018, 2019, whatever. But I told her, I said, hey, you're never getting rid of that thing. Because when you're done with it, you know, you want a new car, cool. I'm going to take that. I'm going to do some stuff with it. (laughs) So I I, I look at what you do, and I'm just like, man, it's so cool. Because, you know, there's, well, what you have, what you get out of the lot, you're only going to do so much, like you were talking about the suspension and all that. And you're giving 
individuals the opportunity to go further, longer, and become more independent. And I just love that. I love it. Um, I love for people to get outside and you guys, I mean, you just fit so well into this segment of the route one six grind. And I, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I don't even have a sprinter, but I'm <laughs> might end up saying, Hey honey, I may <laughs> want to go get a sprinter now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a big cheaper man. Uh, but I tell you what, this makes sense because especially when you look at, you know, RVs, RVs, and, and there's a great guy you guys should follow. Uh, and I don't know if you, his, his name is Sir William goes. He is a great, he is like, uh, you know, true and true overlander started with a Toyota, sure. um, you know, and just sleeping mat, you know, cooler, basic cooler. And he has a great, uh, you know, talking about the RV experience and just how much they suck. Well, if you're not looking to spend that much money in the sense of, you know, full blown RV, but you, cause you're going to have to do a lot of maintenance and, you know, off the lot, they kind of suck. And this is everything he's been telling us. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of money. He's like, but you look at something like this platform. What are you looking to do? You're looking to, hey, I want to be able to sleep in this thing. I want to be able to drive. want to be able to pack up real easily. Well, the, also the, the the great thing about the Sprinter platform is the fact that it's, you know, it's not as large. It's very compact, but yet it has room. It just, like, there's not a campground this thing couldn't go and park and do everything you needed to do. And it's all the other additionals that, you know, you could put on it. I mean, this is just a great idea. I never, until I came across you on social media, I never even looked at a Sprinter that way. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, someone's got some beefy wow. tires on it, maybe suspension. But what you do is absolutely amazing and just elevates it off of a, a really good platform that, absolutely has a high demand i see them all out here in north carolina in the area that i live in so i mean just just great work man great work what you're doing so yeah so how would how would people find you if they're like they're like you know like me like i said i'm i'm kind of excited and i just like started following you but someone wants to follow this journey here and and kind of like you know catch the bug uh where they can find you where they can find your adventures well you can uh you can follow us on instagram it's at Adrenaline Vans. You can find us on Facebook. It's the same, Adrenaline Vans on Facebook. Uh, AdrenalineVans.com is the website. You can follow us there. We do have a YouTube. Again, it's Adrenaline Vans. Uh, we don't have a lot of content on there right now just because time constraints. I, I, I'm having a hell of a time finding people to keep up with the demand here for the work we do in the shop. So that's, you know, consuming the majority of my bandwidth right now. But, uh, but we do have the YouTube, you know, with with plans to expand that as well and, and put up more content. But really, uh, the easiest way to follow us would be Instagram. You know, we post on there almost every single day, post stories, photos, videos. Um, and it's a great way to, to really keep up on what's going on in the shop and uh, some of the cool projects that we have going. So uh, that, that would be the way to find us. Yeah. Hey, thanks. And I tell you what, uh, I cannot tell you guys, if you're not following them yet, you need to be, uh, get on their Facebook, get on their Instagram. Uh, you go on the show notes, there'll be web, their website will be there and just follow them and just see some of the cool stuff they're doing. It might inspire you to help elevate your own adventure. For over 20 years, PowerTank has been the leader in high-performance portable CO2 air systems. A PowerTank is the ideal air source to air up tires, reseat tire beads, run air tools, and more. It's the only portable air system that can air up a 40-inch tire in under a minute and is backed by a limited lifetime warranty. A power tank does not require electricity and operates silently. See for yourself why power tank is the number one air source for Jeeps, 4x4s, RVs, construction crews, and hunters by going to powertank.com.
The Cup of Joe segment is brought to you by Sea State Coffee. Have you ever actually drank good coffee? Stop wasting your money on old, stale coffee from the store and make the switch to Sea State Coffee. Sea State Coffee is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated roastery, selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you. Order your coffee today at www.seasteakcoffee.com. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, there's a lot of things we talked about here. I really enjoyed the conversation I had with the Adrenaline Vans, Tim from Adrenaline Vans. I think it's super cool what they're doing. We talked a little bit after uh, the recording was done and just a great guy. I strongly encourage you guys to go check out you know, Adrenaline Vans uh, on Facebook, their website, Instagram. And if you remember, he says, hey, they're pretty active on Instagram. So just go to Instagram, check them out, give them a follow, give them a like, and and let them know, you know hey, what do you think about what their project, all the different things that they're doing with all these Sprinter fans. And then, you know, as far as with the, the outdoor update, not trying to get preachy with this whole social media thing and what it is impact with the, uh, outdoor, outdoor adventures that you may do. Yeah. The summary, you know, is essentially, Hey, you know what? Worry about you. And I know I said it during it, but I'm going to just reiterate, uh, you know, if you don't like something, don't follow it. If, if you don't agree with something, you know, then just ignore it, whatever the case may be, uh, try and be a good ambassador for the activities that you do. And, and that's the best way to solve that problem. Um, I, and I will say this, everyone deserves a voice. Okay. Everyone deserves a voice. It's not about whether I agree with you or not. It's about, you have the, uh, the right to go ahead and bring out your opinion and hopefully it's an educated one. But you know, the big thing is everyone should have a voice and you have an opportunity to speak and, and, you know, that's okay. And and we should we treat everybody with respect. And that's one, one thing I love about the clubs and the groups that I associate with. Um, it took a little, little bit of a learning experience and, in, in, in my own, you know, journey, if you will, but definitely got around some, some good groups. And, and it's really nice to kind of see that where they're elevating their members and they're elevating each other and, you know, they're connecting people and that's really cool. And then what about TacoZilla? I think that was super cool. I think it's great. I mean, just like what Adrenaline Vans is doing with just a basic, you know, Sprinter van and, and elevating it up with, with aftermarket parts, you know, you having TacoZilla coming out and, you know, obviously it's a concept vehicle, but, you know, coming out and just showing all the great things that Toyota is looking at and far as bringing that adventure, giving you the capability to go out on your own adventure. I think that's super cool. You know, hopefully whatever you're doing, you're getting out there, you're being positive and, and you're getting an opportunity to take some time for yourself and, you know, starting your own adventures. And if you, if you are, feel free to go ahead and share that story with us here at the Route 16 Ground. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Route 16 Grind. We want to thank Nexon Tire, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, Power Tank, Sea State Coffee, and Route 16 Off-Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 16. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe, and always be prepared. Imagine this, Tacozilla on adrenaline. Yeah!